to be praised, O God, in Zion. To you shall vows be performed in Jerusalem. To you that hear prayer shall all flesh come, because of their transgressions. Our sins are stronger than we are, but you will blot them out. Happy are they whom you choose and draw to your courts to dwell there. They will be satisfied by the beauty of your house, by the holiness of your temple. Awesome things will you show us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation. O hope of all the ends of the earth and of the seas that are far away. You make fast the mountains by your power. They are girded about with might. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the clamor of the peoples. Those who tremble at the ends of the earth will tremble at your marvelous signs. You make the dawn and the dusk to sing for joy. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for so you provide for the earth. You drench the furrows and smooth out the ridges. With heavy rain you soften the ground and bless its increase. You crown the year with your goodness. Your paths overflow with plenty. May the fields of the wilderness be rich for grazing and the hills be clothed with joy. May the meadows cover themselves with flocks, and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. Let them shout for joy and sing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. May God be merciful to us and bless us. Show us the light of his countenance and come to us. Let your ways be known upon the earth, your saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide all the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has brought forth her increase. May God, our own God, give us his blessing. May God give us his blessing. And may all the ends of the earth stand in awe of him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May God be merciful to us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us. One of the themes that keeps returning to us in our reflection on these psalms is that this is a moment given to us by God to seek him, to recognize that even as we have been thrust into experiencing his absence, the experience of his absence in the Holy Sacrament and in the gathering of the body is itself an experience of his constant presence. Notice that the psalmist's conception of God's mercy and blessing isn't necessarily a setting right of all our difficult circumstances. Though, of course, it is meet and right for us to cry out to God to act with mercy toward our world by stopping the pestilence that plagues us. The real act of mercy and blessing in our behalf would be God's own self-revelation made evident again. God blesses us in mercy by giving us eyes that can perceive his light, hearts that can receive his revelation. Show us the light of your countenance. The church in this moment has many tasks, not least of which is serving and loving our neighbors in prudence. But even that act of service to others is itself an expression of what is always true about the church's vocation. We are to bear witness to the revelation of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It is the church who can cry out in faith, O God of our salvation, you are the hope of all the ends of the earth. You visit the earth and bless it. The church, as a witness to the incarnation, which is the primary visitation of God to his earth, must seek to build in wisdom, as our proverb tells us. We ought not to deny bodily realities, but neither should we react in fear. In holding witness to the incarnation, we not only elevate human physicality, Christ our God has taken on our frail flesh, we also speak of deep sacrificial love. Christ took to himself a body that he might undergo death on our behalf. As St. Paul tells us in our epistle, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. This sacrificial love has a purpose. Christ gives of himself that he might sanctify the church, cleansing her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. As the church, we live along two planes of existence. We are at once the bride, being fashioned by her bridegroom to put on gentleness, peace, patience, holiness, and above all, love, that we might be presented to him in sanctity and beauty. And we are at the same time the body of Christ, called to offer ourselves as living sacrifices unto God on behalf of the world. After all, the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. Friends, I have told you many times and in various ways over the past few years that there is a deep incompatibility with the script we've been handed in modern American life and following Christ. The nihilism and greed and lust and selfishness that mark modern Western life could not be more antithetical to the way of Christ. The world will emerge from this pandemic deeply changed. Even now the mask is beginning to slip and we are seeing just how death-dealing the me-first, me-at-the-center mode of existence really is. And it is exactly here that this annoyingly dogged belief that God is granting his church an opportunity in the midst of lack keeps rearing its head. 
The opportunity I see is one of repentance and refocus. In this forced isolation, where many of us have had our lives thrust almost to a standstill, the church is being given an opportunity to reflect on her own complicity in the self-centered, grasping way of life we've all grown accustomed to. Our sins and failures must be named and abandoned. We must recognize that the comfort and luxury we've grown accustomed to has little to do with us getting everything right on our own. We must turn away from our attempts at life on our own terms and turn back to the source of our life, Jesus Christ, the Conqueror. We must begin this difficult work now, practicing generosity and courageous love, cultivating trust and humility in the face of fear and despair, so that when we emerge into whatever the new normal will be, we will so reflect the light and love of our Savior that we can say without hesitation, let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.